The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Echet Yebamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend, Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife, in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha, Varvacha, Bechol Maasiyadav, maybe Zocheh. To raise his children in the ways of the Torah, they should give him much nachat. He should have many more children with health and happiness. And he should have beracha b'kol mikol kol him and his entire family. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by our dear friend, Mr. Elliot Shashel. May God give him beracha, blessing, atzlacha, success, health and happiness. Peace of mind for him, his wife, his family, his children. And Be'ezat Hashem, may he enjoy prosperity and good things. Amen. Today's daf is being studied there in the Shmat, Abraham ben Esther. Amen. Yosef ben Simcha. We begin today's daf on Pezayin Amud Bet. And we start three lines from the bottom. Starting from the words, Umimai. We're in the Sugya of... Ed Echad Ne'eman That uh, in certain cases The Hakamim did give a belief To one witness Normally we testimony is two witnesses But now we learn that In certain cases one witness is also Accepted so we brought it to Ayah In yesterday's Gemara From Ebraita Ebraita said or Mishnah the Mishnah said that if a person, let's say one witness comes along and says, Akalta Khalif, you ate Khalif, uh, and he comes along and says, Lo Akati, I didn't eat. So it says he's patur. He doesn't have to bring a Qurban Hatat. So the Gemara made it the yuk and said, uh, only because he, he refused it, he rebuttaled it. But if he kept quiet, so then already you have to bring a Qurban. Based on what? Based on one witness's uh, testimony. So you see that the Ayad had already has, one witness has already uh, power. So the Gemara begins and says, Umimai dimishum demehiman. Who told you that the reason why he brings a Qurban is because we believe the witness? Dilma mishum de kashatik. Maybe because the uh, perpetrator kept quiet. He didn't say anything. We have a rule. When a person keeps quiet, the silence is as if he uh, he approves with it. And he admits it. And therefore it's as if he's saying that I, I ate. There's nothing better than a person admits. So it has something to do with the belief of the witness. It's got to do with the fact that he kept quiet. And therefore it's like he's saying it himself. So you have no ayah that an edehad is ne'eman. Uh, and therefore, uh, we're back to a uh, question that what is the uh, what is the source? And the Gemara wants to prove this. The Gemara says, "Teda, I'll prove it to you." The Ktani Sefa it says in the Sefa of that Brayta about the Hatat case that we brought. Amrulo Shnayim. Let's say two people go to the guy and they tell him, "Akalta Chelif." They tell me eight Chelif. They tell me eight Bishogig. And he comes on and says, no, no, I didn't eat. Patur. Again, he's patur from the Qurban. The Bimi'ir Mehayev. The Bimi'ir says, no, in that case, where two guys come along and say, you ate, even though he says, I didn't eat, he's still Mehayev, Qurban Hatat. Amar Bimi'ir. So the Bimi'ir comes along and says, Kavahomer. 
אם יביאו שיניים לידי מיטה חמורה, לא יביאו לידי קורבן, הקל? If two witnesses, which is the most strongest uh, testimonies, two witnesses, if they can bring him to death, then they testify that something is hayab mitah, it doesn't matter if he denies it. If the two witnesses come along and say that he did certain crime, it's hayab mitah, he gets the death penalty. So you don't think they can bring him to a korban uh, hatat? Certainly they can bring him to a korban, even if he comes along and denies it. So Amru, no. So Rahabim say, no, there's a difference. Uma im lomar which means the reason why we're going to say when it's two against uh, him, where two witnesses say he ate the halal, let's say, and he comes along and denies it, we're going to believe him. You know what? And he's not going to have to bring a Qurban Hattat. Why? Because he has what's called a migu. Migu means what he could have said. This guy could have said over here that I was a mezid. And if he would have said, uh, he would have you're right, I did eat, but I ate uh, mezid. Now if he eats mezid, he doesn't get uh, Qurban Hattat. He, he had a claim that he could have said that would have got him off to Qurban Hattat, the Gamli. So therefore by, um, by coming along and saying uh, that he, uh, he didn't do it, so uh, we're going to believe, because he could have said another claim that would have, uh, he would have been uh, believed. Which means, instead of, let's say, contradicting the testimony, like he did in, the, in this case over here, he could have said, I didn't eat, or he could have said, let's say, I didn't eat head of it all. Now he could have denied it uh, in totality. Um, so therefore, uh, the Gemara says, that's why he's going to be believed. Look at Rashi, Malam Rashi and the Daf. Uma im lomar that's right, which means if he came along and said the guy is an I, I did it, but I ate it with Mezid. It's patur. The in matsui The witnesses are not contradicting him on that. Hilkach Therefore, even if he came along and said I didn't eat neeman, he still uh, he still believed. Now, in this case, we have machlok rachamim and nebimir. In the case of the Two witnesses, and he comes along and uh, contradicts them. He argues with them. Miklal deresha, Masha and deresha, which was on Etehad, Omer Achalta, didayik mineha ishtik hayad vrakolu. Is all the Gemara now at this point wants to establish that the Rishab, that Bra'i Mishnah is going according to everybody. Which is Rabbi Meir and Achim only argued in the case of what? Two witnesses came. But in the first case where one witness came, and what? He contradicted them. So that everybody's going to agree in that case over there that what? You believe the guy. Mm-hmm. And, and what's the Mashma'ud? That if he didn't contradict them, so therefore we believe the witness, and therefore he's going to be Hayav Kurban. So the Gemara says, Resha. What's the reason why the Rabbanan are going to say he is indeed Chayav? Which means when he accepts the testimony and he doesn't machtation, he doesn't contradict them, why the rabbi is going to say that he brings a Qurban? If you're going to tell because it's Edechad Ne'eman, and uh, that's why you believe because it's the, it's the belief of the Ed. It says, let's say you have regular two witnesses over here that come and testify something, or say something. Even though, let's say, the perpetrator uh, contradicts, uh, denies it. Which is, we have a regular law, let's say, by Mamonot, or let's say, by Onashim, um, and things like that. When two witnesses come along, the two witnesses are believed even against the person's denial. And still what? And still in the case of Elev. 
the rabbis are poter, which means when they come along and say, two witnesses, you ate halev, and he comes along and contradicts, you believe the garbage. Even though normally two witnesses nothing stronger than them. And still in this case of the halev, we said, wow, when two witnesses come along and uh, tell him that he ate halev, still the rabbis say when he contradicts them, the guys believe, it doesn't have to bring a korban khatat. So therefore, why in the resha, which is only one witness, are you telling me that when he uh, is silent, that you're going to tell me he brings a uh, korban? Because it's nothing to do with the belief of the witness. It's got to do because he kept quiet. And we're saying that Shittikaz does, as I quote, that's like he admitted. So when you see again from the Mishnah, that the main reason why we're believing the uh, the guy, that he has to bring, I'm sorry, a korban, is because he kept quiet. And if we were keeping quiet, the silence is like an admission, and therefore it's going to be ayav. Look at Rashi. Rashi's a couple of liners. What's the reason why the rabbis uh, believe the witness when he keeps quiet? Which means the Gibraltar's basic question again is, if rabbis, you say even when there's two witnesses that come along and say, anything stronger than two witnesses, and still you tell me when the guy contradicts and the guy denies, you believe me, if he doesn't have to bring a uh, kurban, so why when one witness comes along, you tell me the guy has to, or when you can one witness stronger than two witnesses, and I know, it must be because his silence, the silence is an admission, and that's why you're going to go see his chayab. so therefore the Gebara is back to a question, how do you know that Edihad is Ne'eman, uh, which is, we're going back to really our Mishnah, that was the whole starting point, when our Mishnah, there was a lady, that her husband went to Medina Tayyam, and then uh, one witness surfaced and said that, Med uh, your husband died, Right? And uh, because of that, one witness, Betty Nalaza, they go get married. So that one witness has uh, credibility. Uh, where do you see this one witness has credibility? Give us Ela Sibarahi. You know what? You know what the source is? It's a Sibara. It's logic. Midi the Habi Ahatika, Safik Shil Halev, Safik Shil Shuman. You have a piece of meat, let's say, on the table. Uh, he doesn't know, a person doesn't know, is this halev, which is not kosher, or is it the shuman, which is kosher? And one witness comes along and says, Barili deshumanu. So I am 100% certain that it's shuman, the mehman. So uh, we believe him. Just four points out over here. Barili deshuman de mehman. Yes, in the garmina menida. Some say that the source of that would be from Nida. Which means, don't we believe a lady? When she counts for her Nida to go to the Mikveh, she's, she's just one uh, witness, another testimony. We allow her even to be Tehora, uh, which is on a serious thing like that. So the Gemara says, So let's, let's continue. So the Gemara says, Could you bring a comparison that an Edehad is believed on a piece of meat? To the Edehad that's believed by, uh, by, the, by the woman. Hatam lo itchazik isura. Hacha itchazik isura te'eshet ish. Which firstly, in this case of the piece of meat, there's no hazaka on the meat. We don't know what it is. We don't know if it's a piece of shomen or a piece of hedet. So when the witness comes along and says, Varili that is shomen, so you believe me, it's not going against a hazaka. Masha'enka in the case of Amishnah, this lady has a hazaka of eshet ish. So for one witness to come along now and contradict Hazaka, uh, uh, how do you know that? And so the Tosafot comes along and says, what are you talking If I'm telling you that the whole source is based on Vesafrana, so this lady has a Hazaka that she was a 
Nida, and uh, she come along and say now that she's a Torah, she got the seven days. So you see, even by a case where she was at Hazik Surah, it has no man. Look at those photos. What's the dream to bar? In Kenya, few Hazik Surah the Meva, where Nida, Nihi, Shachshav, Laata, Mikomakom, no, it Hazik Surah, she turned the Olam. Which means a nida is not considered a tazik. Which means it's temporary. It's not going to be. She's not nida forever. So therefore, it's a, it's, a, it's a type of item that changes. It's not. Uh, it's not the forever. Like uh, like, like uh, this case over here. That she ain't can. In this case over here, it's tazik. She's eshet ish over here. No, we don't koshesh to the mita. So the end of the is another reason. The end of our shemeirva tachot mishdaim. And secondly, this is the vash shemeirva. When you're dealing with eshet ish over here, it's a serious thing. It's in yana of erva arayot. And we have a rule. When it comes to Arayot, you can have two witnesses, which is different than the case of Halef. Halef is Isur. This is a case of Irba. Uh, <coughs> and therefore, you have no Raya. It says, if you, anything, it's analogous to the following. The case would be similar to let's say you have a Hatika that is Vadai Halef. Which means it's similar to a case where you have Vadai Halef. And a witness comes along and says, I know for a fact this is Shuman. What's the deen? You don't believe him. Because he's going against a Hazakah. So the Gemara says, that's not a fair analogy either. Midameh, is that analogous? Hatam, in the case of the head of Vadai, afidu atu Even if a hundred witnesses would come in that case, not be believed, because bottom line, we know it's Khedev. But here, let's say by the case of the Eshet Ish, if two witnesses came along and said that he died, we'd believe them. So therefore, Hadnameh lehemne. And therefore I could argue that what that maybe one witness also is going to be uh, believed. Which means, in the case of Hele Vadai, you can't have witnesses that are going to change the Mitziut. I don't give a thousand witnesses, come on, you can't change the Mitziut. If you know it's Vadai Halev, I don't care if you have a thousand witnesses, come on, tell me it's Shuman. But Sheikin, in the case of the Eshet Ish, which even though it's a Hazakah, but if two witnesses come along, we believe the two witnesses, that what? The Mitziut changed. So it's possible, I could argue, that maybe even if one witness comes along, for whatever reason, we'll be lenient to say that the Mitziut changed, and we'll believe him on that one witness's uh, word. So the Gibraltar says, so, so how do you know, bottom line, conclusively, that the Edehad is believed? The Gibraltar says, Midi, the Havi Atebel, Hekdesh, the Kunnamot. And the Gibraltar says, analogous to <coughs> three cases. Three cases is Tevil, which means where one witness is coming along to say that this pile of fruit over here, <coughs> the Tirumot and Ma'asot were taken from it, and therefore doesn't have a deen of Tevil. Or they're coming to say Hekdesh, uh, let's say you have an item that was uh, consecrated, and they're coming along and saying now the Hekdesh was taken off it, it was removed, therefore you could benefit from this <coughs> item, or Kunamot, which is a person that Kunam. Kunam is meaning sanctified an item, let's say, with the sanctity of a Kurban. He said the Kunam alai, and therefore it's the sanctity of a Kurban. And he's coming out to say that the sanctity was taken off. So therefore you can uh, believe him in all these three cases. You want to go to each case methodically. Hi, <coughs> Tebil, what's the case of Tebil? If you tell me someone his own pile of uh, produce and he's coming along and testifying that what? That it's not Tebil, because it's in his ability to fix it. And therefore, the reason why they had Neymar over there, because he himself can go now take the Tiruman, Masot out. But in the case of the Ishat Ish, it's not his ability to, to kill the husband, so therefore you have no Raya. Uh, now, Ela de Acher. So you tell me, no, in the case of the Tib means it's he's testifying on somebody else's 
Pradus, then it's not Tevil. So Gemara says, my Kasavar, what do you hold? E Kasavar, Torem, Minshelo, Asher Havero, Eno Sadiq, Dad Baalim, Mishuk, Biyadot, Takano. If you hold that a person is allowed to take from his own fruit and have in mind to be put in his friend's pile, so therefore it's the same thing as Biyadot, Takano. Even if he's testifying his friend's pile, it's in his ability to fix it, so therefore uh, that's why he's believed. Be Kasavar, Sadiq, Dad Baalim. And if you can tell me no, that if it's his friend's pile of produce, he has to get permission. So then you want to say, and he's coming to testify, right? he's coming out to testify, I know that he was mitakin the pile, he goofed from in Who told you you believe in such a case? She said, that's exactly what we're trying to understand. Who, who told you that had to be the iman in such a case? So the table proof is not a proof. Let's go to Hegdesh. Hegdesh, not me. Now, we know that when a person makes something Hegdesh, there's two... Uh, there's two levels that a person can make something like this. One is Hegdesh Damim, which is sanctifying the item for its monetary worth, which means he's going to donate that money to the Beta Bekdash. I mean, he makes a pidyon. He redeems the value of the money and gives that money to Beta Kabbat. Or he can make Kedushat a goof, which means intrinsically the item has Kedushat. So the Gemara says, Hegdesh Damim. What is the guy testifying this one witness? That this item that was Hegdesh, it's, uh, it was, uh, it's, it's mutat to use uh, now. It's not consecrated anymore. So what's the case? Kedushat Damim. If you can tell me that was just consecrated for the bit of for the monetary value of it, Meshuv Debiado Lef Toto. You know why he's believed? Because he himself is able to come and redeem it. So therefore, since he's able to redeem it, so therefore he's believed that it's a mutar. Now, Kedushat Aguf. If you tell me it's intrinsic, Idide Meshuv Debiado Lishtule Ale. Halakha says. You cannot make a pigeon on Tzibat's Kiddushat Agub. What you can do is, you can go to the Beti, you know, to the rabbis, and you can uh, nullify the neder that you made initially. You come along and say, I made this neder over here, and, uh, you know, whatever pretense, and I want to nullify it. Therefore, they can make, uh, like, a tarani darim, what you did, and therefore the Kiddushah will go off. So again, if it's Kiddushat Agub, <coughs> it's still in his control. And that's why we believe, because you can go to the rabbis and make a hafara. Uh, so, Ela uh, de'ahir. Maybe the Hadush is talking about somebody else's animal. And what is he testifying? He's coming on to this that I know that this guy, he, uh, he went to the rabbis and he made the Hatanah Darim. And therefore it's uh, the Kiddushah's off. So Kabbalah says, who told you? He goofed Amin Allah. How do you know that? That's exactly what we're trying to know. How do you know that the Adab bin Iman in such a case? The third case that you brought, which means where God, let's say, sanctified an item that's going to be Kiddushah of a Qurban. Which means, if you're going to tell me that what? That when a person makes, let's say, kunam on an animal, that it's kadosh, and therefore it's subject to the laws of mi'ilah, that you're not allowed to benefit from it, and you're going to tell me what? That the kiddushah of damin goes on, it has kiddushah damin, so same it, because you can redeem it. And since you can redeem it, therefore it's going to be believed. And if you're going to tell me that, when the guy makes kunam on an animal, it's not even his kiddushat damim. And what is it? Which means they're just an isur that's on him, that says what? Uh, he has to keep uh, his neder. What? Which means uh, maybe there's no kiddushat damim on such an item when he sanctifies it, uh, with the words kunam. But what? He has a neder. He has to bring it to the city of Beit HaMikdash, let's say. He's going to bring it to the Beit HaMikdash. But it doesn't give it any kiddushat. So the Gemara says, Idi de mishum di bedo so if all this is a neder, if it's his own, he can go to the reason why he's believed that the kiddushah is off, because he can go to the rabbi 
and say, uh, you know, I, I, I renege. However, you tell me it's somebody else that he's testifying on. I know that uh, my friend, uh, you know, reneged on the vow. says, he That's how do you know that I don't believe in this case? So we're back to the question, how do you know that an Ed Ehad is believed in this case of Eshet Ish? Gemara concludes, Amar Bizera, Mitochomer Sheikhmal Ta'aleha Besofa, Hekal Ta'aleha Batehila. Which means, since we were lenient on the, since we were stringent on this lady at the end, so therefore we can afford to be lenient in the beginning. What does it mean, stringent and lenient? Remember we learned in the Mishnah that even though one witness is going to be believed, but if she went and got married subsequently on that one witness, now she's in trouble, which means she loses out, ketuban, a lot of payments, and the, the children become mamzerim, and she has to be tetzeh, she has to leave, so there's a price to pay, which is even though the one witness is believed, so since we're stringent, at the end of the story, if she got mad and the guy resurfaced, so therefore we can be lenient in the beginning. It's almost as if the Gemara is saying like it, uh, it offsets. The stringencies that we have in the end give us the ability to be lenient in the beginning. So the Gemara says, hold it. Don't be stringent in the end and don't be lenient. What did you, you create a position that you have to compensate? So the Gemara says, no, Mishum, Eguna, Akilo, The issue is because of really Heter, Aguna. We don't want a lady to remain in Aguna, in a state where she can be able to remarry. After all, her husband's missing in action. Well, she's going to have to remain in Aguna now for the rest of her life, so it's not so easy to always find two witnesses uh, that are going to surface uh, to say that the husband died. So we want to be lenient on her. So therefore, Hachemim were looking for a Kula to let this lady get married. And therefore, if we should make Aguna, they said, you know what? One witness will be uh, sufficient. But. That one witness is not enough in the sense that we rely on the lady that she's going to be daikom in Seba, that she's going to investigate it herself as well. And therefore, if it doesn't turn out the right way, or the guy resurfaces again, so she has a guilt. But we want to be leaving on it to get her, to get her married. Now, the Rishonim over here uh, really question the ability of the Hachamim to go against the law from the Torah. The Torah says, Shnei Aidim. And now they're coming along and say, especially Heter Aguna, one witness. How do you go against a, uh, the law of the Torah? So there's a few answers over here. According to the Ashi in uh, Shabbat, on Kuf Memhe Amud Bet, he explains based on the principle that the Gemara says in Kiddushin, Kol HaMekadesh Adatad Rabbanan Mekadesh. Anybody that gets married, gets married al da'at which means when we go to a wedding, what do they say? Harat mekudeshet li kedat Moshe v'Israel. What does it mean, kedat Moshe? Kedat Moshe according to the law of Moshe, and who interprets the law of Moshe? Hakamim. So, so everybody gets married, gets married on the premise that Hakamim are deciding the laws and the rules of this marriage. Good. So they have to have that rule, and they have the ability to uproot marriages. Which means that when a Edehad comes along and he says, Met Baalech, so how do they let her get married? It's only one witness. Because they can come along and say, Well, that marriage to the first husband, we're going to undo it retroactively. Because that marriage was only done uh, LP our agreement. And now that one witness showed up, we're going to say that the Kedushin already, the first guy is nothing, and therefore we'll let her get married to a second guy. So that's the uh, mechanics according to Shitat Rashi. According to uh, the Tosafot, 
דיבור המתחיל מתוך היא אוזן, יש כוח ביד חכמים לעקור דבר מן התורה בקום ועשה. The rabbis have the ability to override along the Torah even on a kum asin, even by to an action. Which is now they're really telling her, go get married. Yeah, they actually have that uh, that kawah. The Ritba's opinion is a little different. The Ritba says that what edut edechad kishira afidum in the Torah. Oh, really? Even one witness is believed from the Torah. Shemeachar shemedubar b'miltad avida leiglai. We have a rule. Any item that eventually is going to be revealed, miltad avida legiluya, something that's eventually going to become uh, exposed, so there's a bigger ne'emanut even by one witness. So eventually the story is going to come out. And therefore he says, really, in the Torah, they believe. Also, what does it mean the rabbis created this law? The, the rabbis just decide which cases fall into the category of miltah, but once you read it, like this case, they said, you know what, this is a story when, when a guy dies, it's going to get out. Therefore, we rely on the Torah law that one witness would be believed in such a case. So those are basically some of the reasons how the we were able to deal in such a situation. Comes the Gemara and says, If she, let's say she got married on P.E.D.E.H.A.D., she got married on the testimony of one witness that said, met Ba'alech. And then the husband showed up. So it says, Tisei Mizeh Umizeh. She's got to leave both uh, the new husband and the old husband. Amar Rav, lo shanu ela shinisset When do we say Tisei Mizeh Umizeh? That's all we're talking about, when she got married by one witness. Avan Nisset Alpi Shnei Aedim Lo Tetzes. So that says it clearly that if she got married Alpi Shnei Aedim, and the guy showed up, she doesn't have to get divorced from the second guy. So the Gemara says, "What do you mean?" Mahachu Aleb Ma'araba. They laughed at him. They laughed at Rav and Eretz Yisrael. They said, "Ata Gavra Vekaeh." The guy came back. The husband's back. He surfaced. The At Amat Lo Tetzes. And you still say, look, and say, well, what do I care if the witnesses came along and said the guy's dead? By the way, guy's here now. The guy, guy, guy came back. And you could have come along and say, it eh, doesn't matter. Two witnesses. What do you mean two witnesses? Can two witnesses go against the Mitzikut? The guy's back. And you tell me, look, that's it. She can stay married to the, to the second guy. So the Gemara says, Lord Sericha, the Lord So he says, the case is talking about that <coughs> they don't recognize him. Which means... The guy that comes back and says, yeah, I'm, the, uh, I'm the original husband, uh, we don't know exactly if that's really the original husband. And therefore, the witnesses that come along and say, Met Ba'alech, which is two, against uh, a guy that we're not sure if that's the original husband itself, that's why I say, you know what, we're going to take the two witnesses, they say, Vadai Met, and therefore she can, stay, uh, she can stay married. So the Gemara says, a question. If you don't know the guy, so even on Edehad, why just say Tetzeh? Which is even if one witness came along and said, Met Ba'alech, right? And now one guy shows up, we're not even sure that this is the, uh, the husband, so let us stay married. Why did you say when it comes to Edehad, it has to be uh, Tetzeh? If you're learning the case, it's talking about where you're not sure if it's the husband itself. So give it us a doubt. Lord Serikha, you know the case is over here? Rav is talking about a specific case. The Atubetre. Two witnesses showed up. 
the Amre they say Anan Havenan Bade Mechi Nafag Ve'ad Ashta. So we say like this, we were with this guy from the time that he went to Medina Tayyam when he went overseas until now, and we know for sure that this guy is the is the husband. Atun Hudelo Yedaitude. Which means these two guys come along and say, You guys don't know uh, who he is. We we're certain. We know who this guy is. We followed him from Midiratayam all the way back. <clears throat> now you don't realize uh, who he is because his face changed. But we were monitoring him from the time he left and we know it's the same guy. Oh, so in this case where there's two witnesses that are saying we know who the guy is, he just had some uh, facial feature changes. Here Rav makes a difference in how many witnesses testified that he died. <clears throat> Which means, if it's one witness, then already we're going to say what? That's it. If one witness comes along and says, Mit Balik, and then you have these two guys that come along and say, No, this is the guy. When the guy shows up, he says, hey, we, we know this is him. Then everybody's going to take the two witnesses. And you're going to say, What? She's got to get the divorce from the second guy. However, when there's two witnesses that come along and say, Mit Balik, Right? And then the guy shows up and you have two witnesses come along and say, Yeah, we know. In that case, he's going to say what? You can stay married to the second guy. So it's a haluk between uh, one witness and two witnesses. In a case where two witnesses come along and say, we know that this is the this is the guy. The Gabbara is going to question. But the Gabbara says, now, why, how is it possible that they don't recognize him? But so, how is that possible? So the Gabbara says, no, dikhtiv, I can bring you proof to this. Vayakir Yosef etehav, vehem dohakiru. By Yosef Sadiq, he recognized the brothers, but they did not recognize him. Why? When he left the brothers, he was only 17 years old. He didn't have a beard yet. When he saw them years later, he had a full beard. So therefore, they didn't recognize him. So you see, it's possible that the facial features could change. You don't recognize. That's why it's possible to have such a case. But the Gabbara says, Sof, Sof, Trevetreninu. Which means, bottom line, even in the case where you have, let's say, two witnesses that say, that met Ba'alik, that your husband died. And you have two other witnesses that come along and say, this guy that showed up, we're telling you that that's the husband, it's two against uh, two. And therefore, uh, which means like this, it shouldn't be worse than a sefik. Which means like this, if a guy commits an isur, Bimizid, meaning a vadai isud. So then already, if he did a bimizid, so it's hayav mezid, malkut, whatever the punishment is. If he does a bishogeg, he didn't know uh, that it was isud, so it's hayav a korban. But then you have another case where it's a safik, we're not sure if it's isud or not. It's hayav to be a korban asham talui, which is a, it's a pending asham, it's a special korban. This case over here, it's just there's two witnesses that say he's dead. Two witnesses are coming along and saying, this is the guy. Now, now it's a safik. So how could Rav come along and say she could stay married? We stay married. This is a Sham Talui situation over here. Bottom line, the lady now we have a misunderstanding. It's fifty-fifty. We don't know. And therefore, how could you tell the guy? Look, that's it. Is he subject to a kurban uh, Asham uh, Talui? So the Gemara says, Amar of Sheshat, Kegon Shinisit Lehad Mi'adeha. Who did she get married to? She got married to one of the witnesses, which means, and to one of the witnesses that said. Met Ba'alik, he's not Misupak, he doesn't have a safik. in his mind over here, he knows Vadai, that, uh, 
that the guy is dead. And therefore he's not Hayab uh, Kurban Hashem uh, Telui. Who brings a Kurban Hashem Telui? A guy in his heart who was Misupad, should I commit uh, Isur or not? This guy's not bringing a Kurban Hashem Telui. He's one of the witnesses that came along and said, Met Balik. So the Kabbalah said, hold it. That takes care of the husband. However, he gufa Basham Telui Kaima. But what about her uh, obligation? Which is she herself now is Misupad. Is, is She's got two witnesses telling her the husband's dead. Two witnesses coming along to say, This is the guy. How did the Bible say she can stay married? She's Hayab Hayab at Kurban Hashem Telui. She said, If the witness is sure, she's not sure. So the Kabbalah says, Be'omeret Barili. We're talking about a case where she comes along and says, I am certain that that is not my husband. So therefore, she's also not Mr. Pekin. And therefore, she's also not in the Penasha of Asham Tov. Meaning she had, let's say, Simani. She had certain signs that say that she knows, uh, <coughs> you know, what husband uh, had. She saw that the husband, uh, this guy doesn't uh, fit the signs. Therefore, he said, Amai, he's a, uh, he's a faker. And therefore, she's not, uh, not Hayabit. <coughs> Oh, the Gemara says, If this is the case, which we now let's get Rav's case now. Rav said, you have two witnesses come along and say, Two other witnesses come along and say, No, this is this is the guy. Okay? And uh, what happened? One of the witnesses that said, Married her. And the witness himself, he's certain that uh, the guy's dead. And the wife is saying, This is not my husband. So therefore there's no Asham Talui's. And that's why we said what? Look, that's it. That's why she's able to stay married. So that's the Gibran says, if that's the case, Maila Mimra. So, so what's the Hadush? So, so, so what are you teaching me? Why? What are you teaching me? Even in a similar case, where we're going to see there was an argument between the rabbis and the Bimenachem Berbi Yosef, even the Bimenachem Berbi Yosef is going to agree in this case that it's okay. Which means no opinion is going to be Mahmoud in this case. So what, what are you telling me? What's the Mahmoud in the Bimbi Yosef? So it says, Afidu Bimenachem Berbi Yosef, Lo ka'amar ila keshebao edim ve'aharkach nisit. Which means the Bimenachem was only Mahmoud in the case where the witnesses came along, the second set of witnesses came along and said, this is the husband, and then she got married. In that case, Bimenachem Berbi Yosef said, She's got to be tetzeh because she got married after the second witnesses already came along and said that the guy's alive and this is him. However, but like in the case that we're talking about over here, where she got married before the second witnesses showed up, even the Bimin Ahmed agrees that she could stay married. That's really what happened in this case. The first two witnesses came along and said, Met Malik. What did she do? She went and got married. <coughs> After she got married, two other witnesses came along when the husband surfaced and said, yeah, that, that, that's the guy. Even if Ibn holds, if she got married based on the first witnesses, and then only after she got married, the guy surfaced, even he's more there that what? She could stay married. So, what are you teaching me over here? I mean, there's no shita that, uh, that uh, argues. How do you know the Ibn Ahim holds that? Right? Two witnesses come along and say, Met, right? The husband died. Ushnaim omrim, lomet. The two guys come along and say, lomet. Exactly like our case. Shenaim omrim, it kasha. Two guys come along and say, let's say, she got divorced. Ushnaim omrim, lomet kasha. Harezu lotinase. So this case of it, it's already two against two, and she didn't get married yet. The Tanakhama says it, lotinase. Don't get married. Ve'im niset. But if she got married, Tanakhama says, Lotetze, she could stay married. Because bottom line, she has uh, two witnesses. However, the Bimenachem, the Bimenachem, the Bimenachem, the Bimenachem, 
Rabbi Menachemim says, no, she gets married after the second set of witnesses come along, she's got to be Tetzeh. Ba'amara bin Menachemim, Rabbi Yosef, Emat, and he omit Tetzeh. When did I say Tetzeh? Bizman, Shebao, Aydim, Vakach Nisset. Only after the second set of witnesses came along, then she got married. Aval Nisset, Vakach Bao, Aydim. But if she got married first, then the second set of Aydim came. Harezeh, lo Tetzeh. And therefore you see, even according to Rabbi Menachemim, Rabbi Yosef, he'll be maskim in this case of it. When the first two witnesses came along and said, Mitbalek, then she got married. Then the two witnesses come along and say, no, that's the guy. Even if Rabbi Menachem says what? It's okay, so Raf, what's the Hadush? That was your Hadush when you came along and said, Ava, when there's two Edim, it's going to be okay. Lot it said. That's, uh, that, that, that's not a mahlokan on that case over there. You're, you're, you're not telling me any, uh, any hadush. So the Gemara says, Ki ka'amar rav bizman shibau edim ve'aharkach neset la'apukem berabim minaham berabim yoseh. Yeah, that's what I was talking. Rav, you thought he was talking about a case where he got, she got married between the witnesses? Right. Nah, his hadush is that she got married after the second set of witnesses came. She's two witnesses came along and said, Medbalech. Two other witnesses came along and said, No, the guy serving it, that's the guy. She says, I don't recognize him. And he said, No, 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 that's the guy. And then she got married anyway. So the Hadush of Rav is now telling me that what? We forsake like Rav, we're going against Rabbi Menachem, but Rabbi Yosef, okay, that's already a Hadush. Vika Da'amad, and some will say the other way. Some will say, Ta'amad did Nisset Fahakak Bau Eidin. Let's say the opposite. You know what Rav's case was? It was he got married in between the witnesses. But if she got married after the second set of witnesses came, and what is this Hadush? And the Hadush is coming to tell me that we follow Rabbi Menachem, which means don't tell me that Rav was not saying a Hadush. Based on the way you learn his case, there is a hadush to tell me who we forsake like. Right? So he's going to come and tell me. If you learn the case of Rab, that is talking about where she got married, even after the second set of witnesses showed up, so the hadush is that what? That we don't call like Rabbi Muhammad Rabbi Yosef. If you tell me the case of Rab, where she got married, even after the second set of witnesses coming along to say, it's coming to tell me, uh, sorry, if you tell me that it's where she got married in between. But not after it's time, because we do go like Rabbi Muhammad Rabbi Yosef. So basically, the Gemara's two answers of Rav's Hintush is, you just tell me, who do we posek like in the bright time? What's that going to be dependent on how you learn the case of Rav? It's one of two ways you can learn the case. Is the case talking about where she got married after the second set of witnesses came, or she got married in between? Comes the Gemara and says, Mativ Rava. So Rava now... It's a question that we know the Torah commands the Kohanim that they're not allowed to become Tameh to omit. Kohanim cannot contaminate themselves to Metim. And of course they're not allowed to marry ladies that are forbidden to them. So the Gibraltar says, Minayin she'imloratsa Let's say there's a certain Kohen He doesn't want to separate himself from Tum'at Met. He wants to be Metameh himself to the Metim. Or he doesn't want to separate himself from Nashim that are Pasul to him. So, Minayin, She'im Lo Ratsa, Dafeno. Dafeno means Sidichim Nakoto. You have to hit him. You have to give him a lesson until he listens to you. Tamud Lomar, Vikiddashto. Vikiddashto means you must sanctify him. And 
and the fact that this is Mekidashto, you must sanctify him, the Gabbana learns, Baal Korho, even against his will. Just even if this guy is not interested, he wants to marry a Pisula, you have an obligation to sanctify the Kohen, the Peno. Beat him up until he uh, he desists, he, he agrees. So the Gabbana now analyzes. You can't tell me it's just a regular case where a Kohen wants to go marry in the, uh, uh, some, a, 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 suit, a, a suit to him. Then I know that already. Betin has an obligation to stop everybody that's going to make an avera. I need a special statement to come and tell me. What's the case? So the Gemara says, What's the case? Which means like this. Maybe we're talking about a case like we learned in this case over here. We had two witnesses that came along and said that her, uh, her husband died. Have a lady. Two witnesses come along and say her husband died. And then two other witnesses come along, and the guy surfaces, right? And two other witnesses come along and say, uh, this is the guy, and we're talking about a Kohen that wants to marry uh, this lady over here, right? And we're talking about a case, which means, and we're talking about a case where she got married, she got married again, correct? Let's not say she got married a second time, Okay? But let's say she didn't get married to one of the witnesses like we learned in the Nav's case. She got married to a, uh, you know, to, 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 to somebody else. And therefore, oh, and now after she got married to a, not one of the witnesses, what happened? Two other witnesses came along and said that at the time she was married, yeah, I'm going to give you the case again. Give me the case again. Okay, look at the Rashi. Hechidame. Dehav vaday biisun mifursam. What's the case over here that you're giving the Kohen Malkut? If it's isun mifursam, vaafilu biisun safek. Even if the guy's involved in isun safek, lo itstarikra. I don't need a pasuk to come and tell me you give the guy Malkut. Devaday kafinamne. For sure you, you force the guy. So what's the case? So that she says, It's similar to the case that we were talking in Rav. That what? Actually, call that as she didn't read the Gemara first. So I'm explaining. It's talking about a case Two witnesses came along and said your husband died Stama lady Okay She got married To a Stama guy She got married to the Kohen Now what happened after she got married to the Kohen, two other guys came along and said that at the time that she got married to the Kohen, the first husband is alive. He's here. So in this case over here, the Gemara says, And what? She didn't say, I'm certain. So therefore you have both, both sides are making a sunim over here. It's not one of the witnesses. So he's really in Sefik. Because he doesn't know for sure if the husband's dead or not. And she's not saying, I'm sure that that's not my husband. So therefore, this is the suit on her as well. Do you have to tell me that you give the guy lashes? It's obvious. It's obvious this is a case of a regular isur. Which means, if you tell me it's a case where two witnesses came along and said, Met 
She went along on a result of those two witnesses. She got married to a Kohen. Beautiful. Now two other witnesses come along and say, at the time that you were married the, to the Kohen, your husband was still alive. And uh, the guy that got married, he's not sure. He doesn't know. He wasn't one of the witnesses that said, Med Malik. So he's not certain. And she's not coming along and saying, I'm sure that that guy, uh, I'm, I'm not sure that, that uh, he was alive or not. So but she's also misopaken. I think it's a case that you give the guy lashes. Sefik, you should over For sure you give him lashes. So that cannot be the case. So what's the case of the Kohen? So the Gemara says, Elanav. Uh, must be the case of talking about where two witnesses came along and said Met and what did she do? she went along and got married to one of those witnesses and what? Barili. and she's saying what? I'm certain that when I married this Kohen my husband was dead and therefore there's no sefik on the marriage and therefore the marriage the Chawra is a good marriage and still what does it say? Viketani dapeno and still it says what? You give the guy Malkut Alma Maftina La Mine, which means obviously the law is Tetze, which is against the Shitav Rav. Rav, you said what? When there's two witnesses, <clears throat> I come along and say, Bet Malich. And then she got married in between. And then other two witnesses come along, let's say, and say, What? Well, he's alive. You came along and said, No problem. Stay married. What are you talking about? And that's according to, to, to all opinions. What are you talking about? We have a case of the Kohen, where the exact same case, she got married based on the two witnesses to a Kohen, albeit, and then all of a sudden the two other witnesses come along and say that uh, uh, he was alive at the time. She's coming along to say, I'm Barili, that's not so. And this was one of the witnesses that she got married to, where he sees for sure, I know that the guy was dead. And still what is the Gemara say? Dapino. Give him lashes. What do we give him lashes? Gotta get divorced. So let's go, you have a bright that clearly against the shita of Rav. Kebara says, Isur Kehuna Shani. Isur Kehuna is different. Which is a special humrah when you talk about Kiddushav, the Kohanim, that uh, we're Mahbir on them. Which means, Rav was talking about a regular, uh, regular Yisrael, not a, not a case of uh, Kohanim. But when it comes to Kiddushav, we have a special puzzle, kid, the Kiddashto. It's got to be, you know, extra, extra holy. So it can be no Ra'aya from the case of the Kohan that we're more Mahbir to say that it's to be uh, Tetzeh. Vibaite ma, maybe I'll tell you, you know, you know, you know, what, the, you know what the explanation is? My Dapino. What do you mean, dapeno? We thought dapeno means give the guy lashes. Meaning, give the guy quit lashes, let him uh, get out. No. Dapeno be'edin. Which means like this. Lash him with witnesses. Which means like this. Don't let the guy get married. Once already you have a case where two witnesses came along and said, Met ba'alich. Right? That's what's going to get married uh, to the Kohen. Don't let him get married so fast. Go search. Go search around. Maybe there are two other witnesses around. And once the two other witnesses, bring those witnesses and let them say what? No, we know the guy's uh, still alive. And therefore, we're not going to let her get married uh, at that point. The Pinobiridin. Look at Rashi. And she says, Actually, the Pinobiridin, the Buddha Matheel, Betin Musharim. Which means, 
Exactly the shita of the achamim. Don't get married on the uh, 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 on the testimony. But if she got married, no problem. All we're saying dapino delay the marriage because maybe we can get I mean, not maybe go try to find to witness the job. But really, that's right. Rab, all that said is if she got married on the count of the two witnesses, let it say. Which is which is the deen? I don't give to other two witnesses who showed up after. Ah, oh, but you said uh, over here, give the guy lashes if he did it. No, 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 it doesn't mean that. All it means is if he got married, uh, if two witnesses came along and said met malech, so we tell the guy don't get married yet. What does Betty also do? Go try to search for two other witnesses, and they won't let them get married. But if they got married, lot it's There's another answer, third answer. It's going on the bad Rabbi Menachem Rabbi Yosef. And the case was talking about the two witnesses came along and said, Met Malik. And two other witnesses came along and said, No, the guy's still alive. Then she went along to get married to the queen. In that case, we're going to say, According to what you say, it's Rabbi Menachem Rabbi Yosef, she's got to be Tetzeh. Because that's the Shita of Rabbi Yosef. And therefore, it could work according to the Shita of Rav. Because, if you learn that Rav was subscribing to the Shita of Rabbi Menachem and Rabbi Yosef, so this Blaita, we have two ways to learn Rav. Is he talking in Shita of Bananas? Is he talking in Shita of Rabbi Menachem and Rabbi Yosef? If you say like the second way, we said that Rav is going with this Shita, so therefore the Blaita are, uh, are compatible. So comes the Gemara and says, Okay, so that's the first understanding of Rav. Let's just review. All we did at this point is we explained one statement of Rav. We have two witnesses that come along and uh, say, Met ba'alech lo tetzeh. So the Gibraltar's question, what do you mean lo tetzeh? The guy came back. The guy surfaced. You tell me lo tetzeh? So he said, no, the case is talking about where the guy surfaced and uh, they don't recognize him. And there's two guys that are coming along to say, no, we, we, we reckon, we were with him from the beginning to the end. Uh, and this case was what? That one of the witnesses that said, Met Malek, married her, and uh, she comes along and says, Barili, that that's not my husband. And that's why Rav said, And we just had a machlok, and if it's talking about between the witnesses, she got married, so even after the second set of witnesses, but that, Makes the sense of Rav's uh, statement. Now we're going to give another mahalach to make Rav's statement uh, 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 sensible. Kibara says like this. Rav Omer, my Rav. What does Rav mean when it said lotetze? Meaning when two witnesses come along and say med baalech that lotetze, lotetze mehetera harishon. Which means, let us stay married to the first husband. Which means, it's coming to say like this, that if two witnesses came along and said, met Malik, and she got married, according to those two witnesses, she's Anusa. We don't hold her liable for anything. Nothing sugar than two witnesses. Yeah. So you know what it says um, when he said, you don't have to get rid of your first husband. Because the normal law is, if it was one witness, she has to get rid of her first husband. Why? Because we see, even though we let you get married, that you came in Yeah, you're at fault, you should have investigated. 
Mashiach, when these two witnesses come along and say, Mid Malik, she's not the best grade, there's nothing stronger than two witnesses. So Rav said, But when there's two witnesses, not that's it, not that's it, meaning from your first husband. We don't, uh, we don't put a class on you. Very simple uh, interpretation. So Gemara says, that That's what he meant? Ha Amra Rav Hadazimna. Which means, Rav already told me that already. Ditnan, it says, Namishnah, Nisit Shelo Birshut, Muteret, Lazor Lo, Vamalavuna Marav, Hachil Keta. Which is, we, have, we don't have the case now, Mishnah. The Mishnah said, if let's say she got married according to two witnesses, which means she didn't need betin to give her a tip. She got married based on two witnesses. What does the Mishnah say? She can go back to her original husband. And what did Lavuna say? Lavuna quoted Rav and says, Halakha like that, Mishnah. So what do I need two statements of Rav saying the same thing? Have Rav saying, Rav telling me that if uh, two witnesses came along, she could stay married to the first guy. You're redundant. Why say two statements twice? So the Gemara says, Which means, Rav only made one statement, and uh, the one statement was, the other statement was inferred from that statement. Which means, you have Rav Huna Amar Rav statement that says, like our Mishnah. Rab didn't say that statement, let's say. Rab made the statement of, if two witnesses come along and say, Met Ma'alech, Lot Based on that statement, Rav Huna said that Rab must hold like our Mishnah that says, Lot which is he only made one out of the two, and the other one was inferred, or he made the statement of the Mishnah. He made the statement, Amar Rav, Huna Amar Rav, like our Mishnah. And the second statement that said, what does that mean? The second statement means that if uh, two witnesses uh, show up and said, Met Ma'alesh, you go back to the first husband. So one was an implied statement from the other. He didn't make both. Comes and continues. Amar Shem, we go to the next case of the Mishnah. The next case of the Mishnah was, if let's say she gets married, I'll be a dehad. She's one witness comes along and says, Met Ma'alesh. And then all of a sudden, the husband surfaces. So what do we say? We said, Tetzeh Mizeh, Umizeh. She's got to leave uh, both. Okay? For both uh, husbands. Amar Shemuel, so Shemuel has a shita here. Lo shanu ela shelo makhashto. Oh. It's only talking about over here where she doesn't contradict them. Which means when the guy comes along and says, hey, I'm the husband. If she doesn't contradict, then we say it's uh, from both. Aval makhashto. But if she comes along and says, it's not him. That already which means Shemuel understands the Mishnah the way, let's say, Rav, the way we understood it originally. Which means that we're talking about a case where we don't recognize the guy. It's not so simple that the guy is the is the husband. So he comes along and says, "Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm the husband." Okay. And uh, she has already proof, she has witnesses on her side that say what? One witness says, Met Ba'alich. <coughs> so she's got the Met Ba'alich witness, and now she's coming along and saying, uh, I don't know who this guy is. So in that case over there, we're saying what? She doesn't have to, she doesn't have to leave the second uh, husband, okay? The Mishnah is only talking about what she agrees. When the husband, second husband says, I'm the guy, and she keeps quiet, and then already uh, she has to be tetzer. But if she contradicts, says, I don't know who that guy is, she can stay married. Good? So comes the Gabbana and says, Bimai Aski. Oh. What's the case? Ilima Bebetre. If we're talking about over here where two witnesses came with the husband, and the two witnesses come along and say, we're testifying that this is the guy. 
Well, I care if she contradicts her. Nothing stronger than two witnesses. Two witnesses are coming out to say, this is the guy. What do I care if she contradicts? Of course she's not going to be believed against two witnesses. Ela behad. Oh, so must be talking about one witness comes with the husband and says, I know that this is the husband. Oh, so now the Gemara makes a diuk. The only reason Lotetse is because she is contradicting. However, but if she kept quiet, Tetse, she is going to have to go out. Gemara says, why? Ula made a shita that says the following, as a rule. Ed echad harekan shnayim. The end of arav shedechad bimkom shnayim. Which means we have a rule like this. Any time the Torah gave a ne'emanut to one witness, that one witness has the status of two witnesses. Which means the Torah, the Torah believes the one, the Torah is saying that he's like two. And we have a rule. End of arav shedechad bimkom shnayim. Which means if it's uh, two against one, so obviously you're going to believe the two. So the Kabbalah's question is like this. If you're telling me why, that she kept quiet, let's say. Which means to, 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 to the case of the Mishnah was one witness came along and said, Met Malik. How much is that one guy valued at? He's valued at two. So you have two guys really saying, one that's valued at two saying, Met Malik. Okay? So that's two witnesses. So therefore now, she gets married to another guy. One guy comes along now and says that this is the guy. And the Torah doesn't give necessarily a ne'emanut to this one. Torah gave a ne'emanut to the one witness that comes along and says, So therefore, even if she kept quiet, even if let's say that one guy comes this is and she kept quiet, what's the difference? It's two against one. Therefore, she should be able to stay Understand the question? Which means, when did the Torah give a name to one witness? In every case? No. In a case to be Mekel, in a case for her to get married. That's what Torah says, let's say, one witness is enough. Good. So what happened? One witness came along and said, Met Ba'alich. How much do we count this guy as? Two. Two. Because any time the Torah gave a name to one, is if there's two. Beautiful. She gets married, I'll be that uh, testimony. Good. Now all of a sudden the husband surfaces. She doesn't know if this is the husband or not. One guy comes along and says... That's the guy. That guy is considered how much? One. He's one. No. The Torah didn't give this guy a ne'emanut like two. The Torah only gave a ne'emanut like two to a case to say mid malich. And therefore, what do you have? Two against one. So they were, even if she kept quiet, right. even if she keeps quiet and doesn't contradict, the Chalash should be able to stay mm-hmm. married. Why did you tell me that the, the mashmot of your statement was if she keeps quiet, it's it. Why it's it? Even if she keeps quiet, it's two against one. According to Olaz rule. Yeah. Nice. So says, So what are we talking about over here? In Shimuel's case, Bifsule Edut. We're talking about over here that the Edim of it had testified, the two witnesses are Pesulim, which means normally in a regular testimony they would be Pasul, for example, relatives or uh, ladies, that in a normal testimony out of this would normally be Pesulim. Ah, and what's the Hadush over here? We have a brighter and the Rabbi Hamya statement. The Rabbi Hamya Omer, 
כל מקום שאמינה תורה עד אחד, whenever the Torah believes in עד אחד, like this case over here, הלך אחר רוב דעות. The rule is you go after the majority of opinions. Which is normally in a regular testimony, you don't go after the majority of opinions. Because there are two witnesses that come along and say uh, some uh, testimony. And uh, I have 30 witnesses that come along and say differently. I don't start uh, counting and say, oh, well, the 30 is more than the... When it comes to kosher witnesses, two and a hundred are the same amount. There's no, there's no difference. Mashi'enke, when it comes to pisul witnesses, which means when the Torah believes in Edehad, so then already, pisulim already accepted as well. And we're going to really say that what? Halach ahar rov deot. Then you're going to go according to the majority of opinions. And therefore, for example, ve'asu shte nashim bi'ishehad kishte anashim bi'ishehad. Let's say you have two ladies against one man. We're going to consider it like two men against one man. And then you go after the two ladies. You go after the rov. Oh, so what does this uh, what does this do for us? So according to, to this ovation, we was saying like this: when the lady doesn't deny, when she's not machish, which means shnei edim come along and they come along and say. Your husband is still alive. That was the case. We should talk about, let's say, the case where one witness comes along and says, Med Balech. Okay, one, Med Balech. He's believed. Med Balech. Good. She gets married. And now what the husband surfaces. Who do you got now saying that the, this is the husband? You have two, no, you have two Pisudim. They come along now and they're going to say that what? That this is the, this is the husband. So he says like this. She's not contradicting. Which means in the case of Pesulim, you go after Rov Deot. So therefore, two against one, you're going to believe the two. And therefore, Which is without the first testimony, you have to assume that what? She was married. But if she comes along and contradicts the testimony, she doesn't have to go out. Why? Which is when a person uh, says a statement and there's no reason for us to believe that he's lying. We believe a person to say that this item is mutar. Unless you have clear testimony that's contradicting. This guy comes on and says, I'm the husband. So she comes on and says, she's a, he's a ramai. And then she's believed, And then the one witness that said, is believed. So let's review what Shimwe was saying. One witness comes along and says, Met Balech. He has the status of what? Two witnesses. He's the Torah, believes him. Very good. What happens? Now, she gets married. Oh, she gets married. What happened now? Uh, the, the husband surfaces. We don't know if it's husband or not. Two guys come along, and they come along and say, this is the, 
This is the guy. Oh, this is the guy? No, the Pesulim. Uh, two witnesses that are Pesulim. And she comes along and she doesn't contradict them. Oh, so we have a rule. That any time the Torah believed uh, Pesulim, so therefore we're going to come along and say now, Halach Achad, Rov Deot. What does it mean, Rov Deot? In this case you have two witnesses coming along and saying that this is the husband, and uh, only one that's saying mid uh, balech. I'm going to take the. I'm going to take the two. But if she's machish, if she comes along and says that's not him, that's not him, and she always has a better manu uh, because she's able to say that uh, you know this man is not my husband. She's able to matir something on herself. Let's read all this in Nashi now. Look at Nashi b'fsulei edut askinan. Nashi b'fsulei b'fsulei edut askinan. Olam betre. Really, I'll tell you, Shemuel Stemu was talking about two witnesses. And the thing was, we had a question, we had a question, we said, if it's talking about two witnesses, how could she contradict two witnesses? Remember, the, remember, the, remember what Shemuel's statement was, just to get you back in the, into the, to the, to the Shekla Vitariya. Shemuel made a statement and said what? That if... Right, which is no shanu ela shalom makashto. Only he's talking about what? When she doesn't contradict, then she has to be tetzer. But if she contradicts, not tetzer. So we said, what's the case when she contradicts? If two guys come along and say that that's the husband, what do I care about that contradiction? So he goes, no, I'll tell you why. Because the two guys that showed up were pisulim. Oh, the two guys that can come to pisulim, her contradiction means something. But when two guys show up and it's uh, uh, not her uh, uh, contradiction, she doesn't contradict. So therefore, it's two de'ot against one de'ah. I'm going to take the two de'ot. Now we need a nashi. Bifsulei edut askinan udolam betre kegon cherubim or nashim atu bade de'amal zehu. They come along and say this is the guy. Kamash v'alad shemoyed azina batar rov de'ot who if the end can edut kishera, which is when there's no edut kishera, you go after de'ot. Utribi nechamia kol makom shemina tula edehad en din edut bedavar. It doesn't work with the laws of Edut. Which means they made two ladies. Let's see, have two ladies going against one man. It's like Kishne Anashim, Bishar, it's like two men against one man. The Mem no, Hilkach. Ilu no ba ba'al, if let's say the husband didn't show up. The Ed Omer met. One witness came along and said, met. Ushne pisule edut omrim lo met. And two pisulim come along and say, lo met. Lo nafka la mehaskat ishit ish. She's going to remain in her status of ishit ish. Dalakahar of the ot. Go after her of the ot. Two pisulim are coming along to say, He's alive, and one is saying that vechen kisheba ba'al like the our case when husband came ve'elu shtep pesto edut amo and these two people are coming along and saying what haomrim zeu v'yomeret she'en makeret oh but she comes along and says I don't recognize the guy im ze im lav kilo machreshalu when she's not machresh nafka she goes out why that shtep nashim machreshot ed arishon. Which is, it's two against one. She said, "Velo yatsta mehasketa." Abal hechadam la barili. But when she comes along, I know that this is not the guy. She ends dal ed kama mehacha. I'll say what. Take away the uh, the ed from over here. She's coming and say she doesn't know. And pesule edut neemanim laid al adam kasher. Which is two pesulim do not have uh, an ability to come along and give a testimony. Al adam kasher afilu hen elif. 
Why should call Adam Ne'eman al They're going against the lady now. I don't care how many of you have a thousand that come along and say, they're going against us, she's, she's a Kishina, she can come along and testify herself. She's sure. Then you need already Edut Kishina to go against the lady. So let's just review Shemuel's case one more time for clarity. Shemuel's coming along and saying a deal like this. Really, what? The case is the lady has one witness, Mit Malik. Oh, she goes along and gets married based on that one witness. Beautiful. The Torah gives her, let's say, the, the, the kosher witness. No, no, it could be anybody. And now what happens? Uh, two witnesses, Pisudin, come along with the husband, and they say, This is the guy. Oh, so you're Pisudin. So now, she, and she's not uh, contradicting. Oh, you're not contradicting? That's it. Why? What's the logic? Based on the Nehemiah's rule. That whenever the Torah believed one with, like in this case over here, then you go after Rov Deot. Which means, two are saying, he's here. One is saying, not. Rov is saying, not. And she's keeping quiet. Already she has to, that's it. But if she agrees, then already nothing stronger than her. Means if she contradicts meaning. If she comes up and says, no, this is not my husband. She has an Imanut. Therefore, the other witnesses are knocked out. And therefore, she's able to stay. That's one answer. The Gemara gives one more answer. Another answer. Let's say one witness came in the beginning, like our case, with this case of Eid Kasher. And he comes along and says, Met Balech. Afilu me'anashim. Oh, which is if a cashier guy comes and testifies, even though he's one guy, one guy even if a hundred ladies will come after, they're all considered like one. And therefore, which means just like Edehad, who's cashier. Rashi. Even if a hundred ladies come after, after she got married, they're considered like one witness. It's like one against one. And we say the last testimonies are nothing. And she won't have to go out. Even if she kept quiet, doesn't matter. Once already you have one witness, Kashir, against a hundred that come along and say he's uh, alive, they're like, what? It's one against one. Even she keeps quiet. Oh, but what do you mean? If she kept quiet, she has to go out. Uh, it wasn't an Ed Kashir originally. The case was talking about where you had an Isha that came, that said that what? So now when two Pesulim come along and uh, say that he's alive, which means according to this opinion, you don't say, when you have, the only time you say that you go uh, with Rov Deot is when everybody is... Pesudim. Then you go with Rov Deot. But if you have one guy that's kasher, so everybody else is considered like one. I don't care how many people there are. And therefore you go after the 
the one, you have to go after the kasher. I, he gave a case of Tetzer. The case of Tetzer is talking about where she was, you had one uh, Pasul witness, and then you had a hundred Pasulim, for example, came along and said, So they get off, off the hot, therefore you're going to say Tetzer, what you can call. But if she didn't keep quiet, then you can't mention. The Gibran says it like this. So when a lady came, so she's a pasul. Oh, and in that case over there, we're going to say Rov Deot. So we have a Mahalog in, in, in Shitote, by the way. The first Shita says, anytime an Edechad is believed, you go after Rov Deot. Even if the first guy is a Kasher, you go after Rov Deot, the hundred ladies uh, secondly can override. This Shita is saying no. When the Ed is Kasher, then already a hundred is considered like one. When do we say Rov Deot when everybody's Pasul? And that's the case of Shemuel. The first guy, lady came and said, Met Malik. And then what? A hundred ladies came along and said, uh, He's still alive. And she's what? She's ke- keeping quiet, let's say. Oh, so she keeps quiet, so now it's one against, it's one against one. And if we go to Rovdeot, she's uh, keeping uh, quiet, so if we're going to say, uh, Oh, but when she contradicts, then already she has a Ne'emanut. Oh, V'tartzal, D'Rabi Ne'chamiyah, Ha'cheh. Oh, but what about Ne'chamiyah's rule? Ne'chamiyah's rule was that whenever the Torah believes uh, in Edehad, She's believed uh, you go after the Ot. Explain like this. Komakom sheminatura edehad halacha haru of the Ot. Vaasushte nashim beisha achat kishte anashim beishehad. Aval shte nashim beishehad kefalga ufalga dami. Which means in Rav Nachman's statement, originally we learned the statement was that you make one man against two ladies, like you make. According to Rav Nechamiah's original statement, we said, I'm going to read his original statement the way we learned it. He said, Go after Rav Deot, Shten Nashim Beishehad is like Ishehad Kishte Anashim. He said that when you have one man against two men, that's obviously you go with uh, the two. So he said the same thing is going to be when the Torah believes Edehad, when you're going to have. It's going to be the same uh, the thing they go after of the ot. Correct. Which I repeat again. Shtenashim is original of the Hamyastim. Shtenashim be ishihad. Right. Take a regular case when, when we believe Pisulim. Two ladies against one is going to be considered what? Rov the ot. That's going to be similar to a case of two men against one man. Just like two men against one man. You go with the two men. So to two ladies. When Pesulot believe, when Edehad is believed, two ladies are going to be believed against one man. Now we're turning off. Now. No, 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 no. When there's a kasher, so the kasher, it's one against one. Okay? When do we say that we go after of the art? When everybody's Pasul. And therefore change the Nehemiah's statement to say as follows. When it's two ladies against one lady, right? Just like two men against one man, 
it's you go after the majority. Yeah. So do two ladies against one lady. You go after the majority. But two ladies against one man, paga paga, it's one against one. And therefore, that's the way we're learning Shemuel's case, which Shemuel's case is talking about over here, where they were pesulim. And therefore, let's say, a pesula came along. So she's uh, one. And then let's say, uh, ten ladies uh, came after her. So then you go after all. They all. But if, let's say, a kashir came in the beginning, the kashir uh, is like one, and they're all like one. So if it's one against one, and therefore she agrees, then already she has to be, that's uh, only when she uh, contradicts. So therefore, that's a tremendous nafkamina, just to get the clarity. The nafkamina between these cases is, how do you consider when the Torah was... Uh, 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 believed a pesulim, believed let's say an edehad. The first shita says that you go after of the ought even against a kasher. Against the kasher, it offsets it's one against one. Only against pesulim, then already you're going to believe them. Baruch Adonai Amen.